Come on, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his name. He's worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. So good to see you here at Christian Embassy in our second worship experience today. It's been tremendous. What a blessing it is to be gathered here with you great folks and our great God. Hallelujah. We had a, a commencement program yesterday with the Veritas Collegiate Academy. They uh, meets here at the church, and I was a part of the program, and we had 33 graduates filling the stage that were going out of high school into college and careers. And, um, and when I came in this morning, I could sense that same spirit of promotion, commencement, going forward, going to the next level. And I said, yes, Lord, we receive it. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We were uh, studying two weeks ago. Last week was Memorial Day weekend and we had a service uh, and we focused on we should remember. But uh, the week before that, we started a series about our inheritance, our inheritance. And I want to pick up on that today as we were looking in Galatians and it was talking about the inheritance that is ours. But as long as we are a child, as long as we're immature, that inheritance is not going to be transferred to us. But we're is held in trust and we have to come under guardians to be matured till we can come to that time where we can receive our inheritance. Well, I'm here. I want to be used of the Lord to help every one of you get full use of your inheritance. I want you to go through, uh, if you inherited this uh, Porsche, that you can go through DMV. I want to help you get past the test, past the driving test, so that the keys can be handed to you and you can start driving in your destiny that God has for you. Uh, because as long as you're immature, long, the Bible says it can't happen. Paul said, when I was as a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So our speech will, det will detect, well, for everyone can detect, what our maturity level is. It comes off of our lips, off of our thoughts, and our understanding. So I want God to use me to help you with an understanding of His Word, how His Spirit is working in and wants to work through you. So we're going to just talk about inheritance, and we're looking at it today from this aspect, living life from the inside out. Living life from the inside out. I pray that'll make more sense as I go through uh, this teaching this morning. But before I do that, I came across a funny story where a young man was uh, asking this older rich man how he made his money. He says, sir, how in the world did you make all this money? You're, you're successful. You're where I want to be. Please tell me. So the old guy, he said, well, son, it was 1932, the depth of the Great Depression. And I was down to my last nickel. And I invested that nickel in an apple. And I took that apple and I polished it all day long. At the end of the day, I sold that apple for 10 cents. The next day, I took that 10 cents and I bought two apples. And I polished those apples all day long. And at 5 o'clock, I sold those two apples and I doubled my money. And I kept doing this day after day after day, uh, polishing apples, selling apples. And, and the young man said, well, is that how you built your empire? And the guy replied, heavens, no. My wife's father died and left us $2 million. Well, let me tell you what, our Lord and Savior Jesus died and he left us more than $2 million. Amen. 
And I want you to grow into your inheritance, understand your inheritance, and start tapping in to your inheritance. We're going to be looking in the book of Ephesians. Now, Ephesians is a little different than a lot of the books that the Apostle Paul wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as uh, it is not correcting an error. It's basically trying to let the church uh, understand who we are so, and whose we are so that we can do what we were created to do. We have a purpose, we have a destiny, and that is to cover the earth with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That God's glory, God's power, God's anointing, God's presence, God's love is to cover this earth, but it happens through the church. And the Paul is talking about in Ephesians how we the church must understand, we must mature and grow into uh, who we are and whose we are and what we have so that we can use it for the advancement of the kingdom of God. So with that in mind, let us go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Holy Ghost, author of this great holy book. You are here with us. You are the author. You are present. You are here to give us understanding, give us wisdom, give us a guidance in the study of the Scriptures. And I pray, Lord God, by the power of your presence and spirit today, Lord, our lives would be truly transformed, that we could go forth as transforming agents of you this week, and we could usher in your glory like never before. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, we pray. And everyone said... Amen and amen. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 11. It's in Him, he says, which is in Christ Jesus. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance. If you're in Christ, you have obtained an inheritance. So that means if you're born again, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're in the family. You are a son, a daughter of the Most High God and you have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will. It is the will of God. He has predestined this, that you and I would be sons and daughters, and everyone that would come into the family of God, predestined by God that His children would receive an inheritance. Just like my children before they were born were predestined to receive the inheritance I had for them. That whatever children God blessed me with, that they would receive the inheritance that God would bless me with that I could leave here on this earth. Well, God said the same thing. I am, it is my heart, it is the, uh, my posture is that every son, every daughter, every child born into my kingdom will receive this inheritance. And he goes on to say, according to the purpose of him who works all things according to his counsel and will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be, I underline that uh, in your mind, should be. So our inheritance is not something we're going to get. It's our inheritance is something that should be, that, that we are to be something. So it's not just uh, somebody handing you the keys to a car. It's, it's it creating you to be this, this uh, special, you might would say, God-filled, God-empowered, God-prospered, God's provision uh, on the inside of who you are. So it's not something that's coming from the external. It's something that is transforming you on the inside. And what He does in us is going to flow through us to bring praise of His glory. 
So our lives, we are to live in such victory, we're to live in such vi- uh, 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 power, and live in such a way that it brings praise of His glory. That the world around us would say, wait a minute, that is the glory of God on that family's life. That is the glory of God on that individual's life. And I can't, I, that's beyond them. That's bigger than them. And, and I just can't help but praise their God. They're saying that they're a, a child of God. I want to praise their God. I want to serve their God. I want to know their God. I want to live for their God because their God is doing something so great in them and through them that it is the glory of God cannot be denied. Hallelujah. So that means God has given us this inheritance so that our life can be accommodation or a testimony of His likeness. That others can know who Christ is by seeing Christ live through our lives. And let me tell you what, when Jesus was here on earth, He took dominion over traditions, He took dominion over demons and religion and sickness and money and lack and inefficiency. He took dominion over everything that came against Him. He demonstrated His dominion over it. And as sons and daughters of God, if it was under His feet, that is also supposed to be lived through our lives, that we're to live where the enemy is under our feet as well so that when people can see how do they step on the troubles that the devil sends against them they step on it and go to the next level when the devil comes against me it crushes me but that person that claims to be a Christian when the devil comes against them they step on it and go to the next level how does that happen and then let me tell you what God gets the glory for it in Jesus name hallelujah we are to be like Christ He is the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. And he said everything of the enemy is under our feet. So if we're the body and the bottom part of the body is the feet and the enemy's under the feet, let me tell you what, we should not be yielding, we should not be giving into, we should not be cowering from the devil. We should be stomping on the devil. And every plan he has against your life, you need to learn to stomp on it in the name of Jesus. He says you are to be above only and not beneath. You are to be the one in control, not the one being controlled. Hallelujah. And one of my visions is to get every one of you to the place where you don't need a bank you become the bank you don't you know instead of needing a blessing you become the blessing instead of needing a, a power you are the one that the power of God is flowing through hallelujah uh, I, and, and I know that we as a church we've got to transition into this there needs to be a shift to where we rise up and we're no longer running into the church building to hide away from the world and the power because we don't feel like we have the power to change it. No, we should be coming together to be equipped so that we can go out and change the world because we know we have the power to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This, is, this is so important that we understand this because let me tell you what, one of it has you always running and responding and reacting to. The other one has you making plans and taking over and advancing the kingdom of God. You've got to get the right mindset. You've got to mature. It's graduation time. It's time for commencement. It's time to send you out into this week so where you can go and advance the kingdom of God. 
He goes on in verse 13 and he says, in him, Paul's theme is in him. We can't do it outside of him. We've got to be a child of God. We've got to be born again. It's not just a thought of religion. It's not just a mindset of how a church works. No, you've got to have a heart relationship with God. You've got to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, right? So if you're in him... You also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee, which means he is the down payment. He is the deposit of our inheritance. So we don't have to worry about our inheritance being taken away because the Holy Spirit is backing it. The Holy Spirit is, uh, is the guarantee that, you're gonna, that your inheritance is with you right now until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise and the glory, or to the praise of His glory. See, the Holy Ghost is going to make sure you get it. The Holy Spirit's going to make sure you get it. And He wants to get you to a certain place. And where's the place He wants to get you? To become the head and not the tail. So that you can become the lender and not the borrower. To where you can become above and not beneath. Where you're exercising dominion. So that's where the Holy... See, we've got Holy Ghost assistance. We've got Holy Ghost presence. We've got Holy Ghost power. We've got Holy Ghost assistance. It is the predestined will of God that you have your inheritance and you learn how to use it. You learn how to use it. Hallelujah. Well, let's continue to learn how to use it. Paul says in verse 16, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So if you need wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Him, how to use it, He's going to give it to you. He's going to give you the wisdom. The Holy Spirit's going to give you the revelation. The Holy Spirit's going to give you the knowledge. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the Holy Ghost is using me, supernaturally using me right now with anointing of, of, of discussion and anointing of communication that you are receiving wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him and his plan for you right now I pray in Jesus Christ see it's not the it's not an anointing problem if you're not advancing if you're not going forward and, and expanding the kingdom of God it's not an anointing problem he says here it's a knowledge problem see it's not a God problem it's a wisdom problem see the anointing is here it's part of your inheritance God is here. That, that's the given. So it's not an anointing problem. It's not a God problem. It's a wisdom problem. And it's not that we don't already have the power down on the inside of us. It's just we don't know it's there or we don't know how to use it. We don't recognize it. And what you don't recognize, you, you'll never put to use. So, so we've got to learn to recognize what's on the inside of us. Hallelujah. He says in verse 18 that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Paul is praying this, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I pray it over you right now, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, that you may know in the heart, not only in the mind, but in the heart, you would know what is the hope of His calling, that you would know what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance. Uh, uh, that's in the saints. It's not for the saints. This inheritance is in the saints. Did you see that? So this inheritance is not for you. If you're, if you're born into the family of God, it's already in you. It's just you've got to mature and be able to release it and use it and acknowledge it by faith so that it can have its effect in your life. 
See, God wants you to know the riches of His glory. He says right there, what are the riches of the glory? He wants you to know the riches of the glory. He wants you to know the riches of the glory. you got to get that. He said, I want you to know the riches of the glory. I want you to know the glory is rich. Hallelujah. The glory knows no diminishing assets. The glory never exhausts and it, it, uh, of its resources. It's never exhausted. It's never diminished. You can never spend out all of the inheritance of the glory of God. Now, what, what are the riches of the glory? Well, he goes on and he tells us in Colossians 1.27, he spells it right out. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory. He made known what are the uh, riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is, this is it, this is the riches of the glory, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in that hope of the riches of the glory, that hope of glory is Christ in you. In order for the glory of God to be covering this earth as the waters cover the sea, that glory is held up in an inheritance in you. And as you mature, there's a transfer of the inheritance and you begin to use the inheritance as you step up in maturity in your speech and your understanding and your knowledge and your actions so that that glory then begins to flow through you. It's time that we open the dam. We open the gates and we let the glory of God that is in us begin to flow through us into the world around us. Hallelujah. Now he says the hope of the glory is Christ in you. Now remember, Christ is not Jesus' last name. I'm Tim Lambert. You can know me by my last name as Mr. Lambert or Dr. Lambert or whatever. That is, Jesus is not Mr. Christ or Dr. Christ, okay? That he is Jesus the Christ, the Christos, the anointed one. We are Christians. We are of the anointing, of the same anointing as Jesus the Christ. So we had that anointing. So our very name tells us Colossians 1.27. Our, our very name tells us Ephesians 1 that, that we have this inheritance as children of God that we have the same anointing. We have the anointing, the Christos, the Christ anointing is in us. Hallelujah. Inside of you, you are anointed. If you are a child of God, you got to know this, that inside of you, the same anointing that Jesus walked with is the same anointing that is on the inside of you. Christ lives inside of you. Hallelujah. And the Bible says this is part of our anointing. I mean, a part of our inheritance is the anointing living on the inside of us. Somebody say, praise God. Greater is He that is in me. Doesn't that make more sense now? Greater. The same anointing that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The same anointing that rolled the stone away. The same anointing that parted the Red Sea, the same anointing that healed the blinded eyes, the same anointing is inside of me. I don't have to reach out anywhere to try and find it. It's on the inside of me. This is predestined by God is my inheritance and that transfer is in me. Now i got to mature so that I by faith can use it, tap into it, release it to even those around me. Hallelujah. The anointing is wealthy. The anointing is healthy. 
The anointing is free from worry, free from pain, free from debt, free from bondage, free from fear, free from lack. The anointing is free from sickness, free from despair. That's the anointing. The anointing is free. It's free, hallelujah, from all of those things. But it's also free to worship. The anointing is free to dance. The anointing is free to lift up holy hands and magnify the name of our God to give praise and glory and honor and ascribe power unto Him who sits on high. Hallelujah. Oh, the anointing frees us. The anointing frees us from all that negative and frees us that we can move into the positive side of what God has called us to do and be. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is my hope of glory. Now, what is glory? It means to be like Him. In other words, God sent His Holy Spirit as a guarantee, we just read that, that I will one day mature to the place that I can walk in earth just like Jesus walked in the earth. That I can talk in earth just like Jesus talked in the earth. Jesus says that what you've seen me do, greater things you're going to even do as I go to the Father and send my spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guarantee that we, we receive the, the inheritance and that we mature and that we begin to walk in the inheritance. Hallelujah. See, I can't walk like Jesus in my own strength. I tried it and I failed. I cannot walk in my own knowledge uh, uh, like Jesus did. I need power that is beyond me. I need wisdom that is beyond me. I need power that is beyond me. And this flesh got me in a lot of trouble, just like my father Adam did. But let me tell you what, when I got born again, that died, it was put under, and I became a new creation in Christ Jesus, became a son of the Most High God. And let me tell you what, my elder brother, the last Adam, he undid and redid what the first Adam messed up, and he has brought me into my inheritance and my inheritance is to be victorious and my inheritance is to be promoted and my inheritance is to be on the winning side and my inheritance is to be the head and not the tail. It is to be above only and not beneath. It's to be kicking in the gates of hell and expanding the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. That's my inheritance. That's what I have on the inside of me and you have the same on the inside of you. So stop thinking you can get there with natural thinking. You can't get there in your own ability. You can try, you will fail. You cannot do it. You cannot get there with selfish ambition. You can't even get there with street smarts. There's some folk got street smarts and they can get ahead. But let me tell you what, you're not going to get ahead in Christ. No, no, sorry. You can't get ahead in doing it your way. Oh, I did it my way. You can sing your song saying, I did it my way. Let me tell you what, your way's going to leave you short of the mark. You can't do it by uh, trying to make a deal. You know, you know, let's make a deal. You can't do it hanging around the right people, thinking, man, if who's who you know. You got, let me tell you what, it only can take place, God said, as sons and daughters of God who receive your inheritance and learn to mature to use your inheritance, and then the power of heaven is on the inside of you to bring heaven to earth if, as you, by faith, release it through you. Hallelujah. So we got to learn from the inside out. We got to live from the inside out. That's why I put together this graphic. We got this. This is our inheritance. We got to learn to live from the inside out. We cannot keep going and reaching above to get it from the outside. 
It's not us sitting in here saying, oh, is it, uh, I need the anointing. It needs to come on me through the air vents, you know. Uh, no, it's not going to happen that way. Because let me tell you what, it's not from the outside in, it's from the inside out. We, you you got to learn that, that what's in you is greater than what's around you. You're going to stop running after people and saying, oh, if they could just speak a blessing over me, I can be blessed. Thank God people can speak blessings and you can be blessed. You can go to people and be healed. We have the Healing Rooms Ministry for 15 years now. And folks come here and we found out they would come in and our prayer ministers who are full of faith and been praying and fasting will lay hands on them and pray and we'd see a supernatural, miraculous manifestation of healing but then they come back the next week and they said what ha-? we said what happened well we went home and Monday morning I got up or Tuesday about mid-noon that thing came right back on me so then I put together this uh, a pamphlet to give to them in scriptures how to keep your healing you know because we can't go home with you you can you know if you're gonna live your life uh, on the uh, you might would say the intravenous uh, you know drip bag of someone else's anointing then you got to go hooked up to them all the time you know, and when you get unhooked, then you lose it. Let me tell you what, that's not God's plan. God says, I put the same Holy Ghost power in you. I put the same anointing in you. If you're a believer, you have access to the same devil, uh, stomping, dead, raising power of heaven on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Is Christ in me the hope of glory? If the glory, if there's any hope of the glory coming out around me, I got a sense and know that it's Christ, the anointing in me. That's my inheritance. The anointing is in me. Hallelujah. And this is what I've been trying to teach here for years and, and, and years because, boy, if we can get this, we're going to keep the healing rooms ministry because let me tell you what, there are those that they're too sick or, or they've been, had wrong teaching and they don't know that they can get healed. They don't, you know, they're just reaching out for maybe a last straw measure. And these prayer ministers, let me tell you why. And uh, they, they come in and they get prayer and man, they see, wow, there is a God that touches and heals and delivers today. Praise God. But then we got, you know, as we saw that when they went home, they got to learn to walk in that. So we started the healing school and the healing school corresponds right along with the healing room so that if they keep coming back with him, you need to go through the healing school so you can understand who you are, and whose you are, and what your inheritance is. And you can resist the devil and he has to flee and you can rebuke the work of the enemy and you can come against the spirit of infirmity and it has to go. And you can take a stand by the blood and by the word of the spirit of God. And you don't have to let the devil do what he wants with you and you just respond. You can make him pack his bags and kick him out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So everything you need is already in you if you're a child of God. Everything you need to know is already in you. Everything you can do and were created to do is already in you. Your future is already in you. You got to know this. But you got to mature to where the transfer, you can take access, you can take possession of your inheritance and start using it. Start using it so that the glory of the Lord can start flowing through you. Let me tell you, fact is, migraines can be healed by what's already on the inside of you. Fact is, back pain can be healed by what's already on the inside of you. 
fact is your pancreas, your heart, your liver, your kidneys, your lungs, let me tell you, anything in your body can be healed by what's already on the inside of you. Fact is that diseases can be healed by what's already on the inside of you. It's not coming out of the vents. It's not coming from the outside. It's coming from the inside out. Those dreams are already there. Your destiny is already there. The way out of debt is already there. The answer to your perplexing question is already there. Your breakthrough is already there. It's already on the inside of you. This thing's on the inside of you. There's power on the inside of you. There's anointing on the inside of you. Come on, shout it out. It's inside of me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your future is not going to be determined to be determined by the outside, but by what's on the inside. Your deliverance isn't coming from the outside. It's coming from the inside. I'm telling you, the anointing makes fat. The Bible says you put a yoke on an oxen and then you fatten up that oxen. The very fat around his neck will pop the yoke off. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's an anointing on the inside of you. I want it to fatten up so that you start like the incredible hope bursting out of those material that's binding you uh, from your destiny and you will rise up in what God has called you for. Hallelujah. If you're ever going to break that habit, let me tell you what, it's coming from the anointing on the inside of you. You can have somebody gather around you. They can be a family intervention. They can bring you and put you in a program. You can be locked away in a, a, a residential program and you can sit there and everybody watching you and you can say no and say no and they're helping you say no. And let me tell you what, you, you, when you come out, when you come out and they're not there anymore, let me tell you what, that real devil, that same devil is going to say, uh-huh, and he's going to try to do everything he can to get you upset so that you'll run back to it. Man, you don't have to leave. I, I hate that saying, once a drug addict, always a drug addict. Once an alcohol, always an alcoholic. You know, I, I, I hate that because I know what the anointing does. The anointing doesn't cover. The anointing doesn't imprison. The anointing sets you free. The anointing lifts the burden and destroys the yoke. But it's going to come from the inside of you to where you say, devil, I resist you in the name of Jesus. You got to go. Yeah, I, my mind is renewed. I don't need that chemical. I don't need that anymore. I got greater power. I got greater comfort. I got greater anointing that's on the inside. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's going to be by the anointing. If you, let me tell you what. That if you're ever going to bring your house in order, it's going to be by the anointing that's on the inside of you. If you're going to make the right decisions to go forward in life, it's going to be from the anointing that's on the inside of you. And after it's all been said and done, I better not make a move until I look on the inside of me, the Christ in me, the hope of glory, the Christ in me, that hope of glory. If the glory of God's got any hope of coming through my life, it's the Christ in me. It's the anointing in me. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, it's what's on the inside that counts. Hallelujah. You need to learn. When you learn this, when you mature and get your inheritance, you start laying hands on yourself. There's nothing wrong with having a prayer of agreement, but let me tell you what. There's, no, there's nobody around. That don't matter. There's nobody around. That don't matter. I lay hands on myself. I got a kidney problem. I lay hands on that kidney. I got a lung problem. I lay hands on that lung. I got a heart problem. Come on now. If I got a pain in my head, come on now. You can lay hands on yourself. You can lay hands on yourself. You can pray for yourself. You can take authority over yourself. You can speak. You can speak the words of life to yourself. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What you have on the inside of you is enough to maintain what you've got. You, let me tell you what. If you've got some, let me tell you what. If you got something here today because of my anointing, then let me tell you. Let me tell you what. The same anointing I have, you have. The same Christ in me is the same Christ in you. You don't have to go and say, well, that was good. I hope it'll last until Wednesday when I can get back. And then Wednesday, oh, I wish it can last till Sunday. No. You say that same Christ in pastors, the same Christ in me, the same anointing for the hope of glory. When I'm out here on Tuesday and all hell's breaking loose, I'll stand up and say, wait a minute. You're under my feet. You're not coming at my head. You're not coming at my heart. You're not even coming at my ankles. Nope. You under under my feet in the name of Jesus I'm not going to cry and complain about it I'm going to take authority over it and when the devil gets the message guess what he has to back off and say you know what I got to go find some numbskull immature person that don't know they got the authority when he came against Jesus in the wilderness and Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm hungry. 40 days. 40 days. No, nothing to eat. I'm hungry. And that stone looking like a loaf of bread. Yeah. Turn it into bread. Nope. Nope. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He rebuked the devil with the word. He rebuked the devil with the word. He rebuked the devil with the word. And then the Bible says the devil said, hmm, he, you know, he knows his anointing. I better leave him alone. And he leaves him alone for a while. Let me tell you what. You want the devil to back off? Man up. Woman up in Christ. Don't man up. Don't puff up in your own self because the devil will whip you big time. You'd be like the sons of Sceva. You'd be naked, beaten, and running and scared. Yeah. But let me tell you what. In Christ, in Christ, you rise up and say, no, it stops right here. Back off, dude. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus against you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's already in you. What about you want to start a business? It's already in you. You want to get out of debt? It's already in you. You got to know that. But it's not just here. God goes on in verse 19 and he says this next word, and. And. See, God is, God is not on a budget. So all of that, and as awesome as that is, then he starts adding stuff to it. Hallelujah. He, he says there's even more. Uh, that's why I have a problem with people who tell me how far I can go. Pastor, yeah, I mean, you got further than you probably should have ever gotten in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, I say, my God's his hand. He, everything he says, then he adds and to it, okay? Because people want to say, stop, stop. But God says, keep going, and, and. So what does he say in verse 19? And what is the exceeding greatness? Now, this phrase, exceeding greatness, means he goes beyond his beyondedness. Now, I don't know if that's a word, but it really communicates. He goes beyond his beyondedness. He goes, his ability to exceed him own, his own self, that's what it says. To do something great and then turn around and exceed that. And then turn around and exceed that. And then turn around and exceed that. Exceeding greatness, he says. That's what I'm adding to it. See, you're serving a God who can't just outdo himself. Let me, let me tell you what. You can't outdo him. 
But he wants to even outdo himself. Hallelujah. He, let me tell you what. There's some of you came in here this morning saying, you know what? Uh, I, I, I maybe have maxed out. I've maxed out in life. No, no, no. The Lord gave you this word. And he's wanting you to say, uh-huh. You know, you, 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 thought, you thought that was the end. No, I got more for you. I got greater for you. I got another level for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I believe God is the only one worthy for show off. We shouldn't be showing off, but he's worthy for show off. He wants to show his great power. He wants to show his great glory. He wants to show that he has dominion over everything, but he wants to do it through our lives. So you need to pray. Come on, God. Come on up in my house and just show off any old way you want. Amen. You need to invite him in. Say, God, you just come on up in exceeding greatness, exceeding greatness. Anything you want to outdo you know, and, and, and take it to the next level, I'm ready for it. Hallelujah. So what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? you got to believe. you got to believe. It's for those who believe according to the working of his mighty power. So it's not based on our power. It's not based on a government's power. It's based on God's power. Hallelujah. Now watch this now. I'm showing you how I read the Bible because I'm trying to double teach here. Man, I, my, whoa, whoa, close the time down. Go, praise. Let's go. Hallelujah. This is how I read the Bible. I don't read the Bible just to see how fast I can get through it. I, I, I like to break it down. I want to I wanna enjoy. I don't, I've watched people before eat and they don't even chew. And I've looked at that and said, that don't even look human. <laughs> one, one, one time we were sitting with a person and they put this big thing and then they kept talking. And they, and they had teeth. If I didn't have teeth, I'd gum it at least. And I'm like, that can't be healthy. Unfortunately, they died at a very young age uh, of heart disease and, and, and obesity and stuff. It, they just, they weren't getting what they needed. I like to eat, I don't like to eat the word light. I like to chew it. I like to chew it. So here in verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? So now he's wanting to give us an example from this. He wants to go forward and give us an example. Look at verse 20. Which he worked in Christ. So here's the example. This is some of his exceeding riches and exceeding glory he wants to do. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. So the first thing I learned about my inheritance is that God has put an anointing in me. I'm teaching you this morning, this is your inheritance. God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then this anointing is demonstrated and God gives us the demonstration here when God raised Christ from the dead. Okay? So here's the lesson. God has anointed you. It's part of your inheritance. And your inheritance, the first way you know how to walk in it is the demonstration of this is that this anointing gives life to dead things. This anointing gives life. To, he gives you the example. This anointing that I'm putting in you, this hope of glory that I'm putting in you, here's the demonstration. This anointing raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. So this is the first thing my anointing does is it gives life to dead things. So we got to learn to live from the inside out. Put that next frame up there if you would. we got to learn to uh, live life from the inside out where it gives life to dead things. That's the flow. That's the flow. So I tell you, you've got to get any tiny piece of hope that's still in you, and I dare you to come under the preaching of this ministry, and the reason being because I'm going to preach the Word of God that that little sliver of hope is going to be able to cause faith to rise up. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
are and the evidence of things not yet seen. And let me tell you what, and I believe that anointing is going to mature or you're going to mature to where that anointing begins to flow outside of you and you're going to see it start bringing life to dead things. Hallelujah. People say, well, your church can't grow. Why? Because there's anointing that gives life to dead things. Why are you saying the church can't grow? People say, your ministry's over. Your career's over. Why? This anointing that we have on the inside of us gives life to dead things. People say, well, my marriage is over. I can't make it. Why are you talking like that? Because there's an anointing that gives life to dead things. Don't you let the devil tell you it's dead and over. You let the anointing say, stone be rolled away. Lazarus, come forth. Uh, and I'm telling you, it gives life to dead things. Hallelujah. How many in here has ever had a dream die? I think we all felt, don't you? You need to go bury it. You need to go back to where you buried it. And, you, and I want you to shout over it. Live! 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 Three times. I want you to do it. Whatever that dream is that you thought was dead, you go back over it and you declare, live, live. You've got mature speech now. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, but now I'm an adult and I'm speaking like an adult. And I know the anointing that's in me gives life to dead things. And I'm not going to let it die. I'm not going to let it decay. I'm bringing it back to life. Hallelujah. Exactly what God showed us with Ezekiel when he showed him the valley full of dry bones, all those dead soldiers. And he says, will they live again? Ezekiel said, God, only you know. God says, well, they will. And I'm going to give you a demonstration. And I'm going to give you a little picture that, that, that my church one day is going to understand how it works. I want you to speak to those bones. Prophesy to those bones. Speak to those bones. And a mature person will say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do what you said. An immature person would say, what's the use? It's all dry. These bones are separated. I mean, this thing is so dead and so dry and brittle. There's no way that's coming back to life. That's immature. This thing ain't going to work out. I'm never going to get out of debt. I'm never going to have peace in my life. I'm you know, that's immaturity. But, but maturity says, God, you said it. I believe it. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to see it. Hallelujah. So he begins to prophesy, and he speaks to these bones. God said, talk to them. Talk to them. Because the anointing is going to bring life to dead things. Hallelujah. If that can happen with Ezekiel without the covenant that we have, and without the Holy Ghost in us like he has, let me tell you what, how much more shall we rise up and speak to the valley of dry bones and talk to them and see the life of God? come back in them. Ankle bone came to ankle bone. Leg bone to leg bone. Hip bone to hip bone. Let me tell you what. Hip bone tied to the back bone. Back bone tied to the shoulder bone. Shoulder bone hooked up to the neck bone. And all of a sudden they began walking around again. Hallelujah. Why? Because God gives life to dead things. Why? Because God gives life to... I'm speaking to someone right now. There's a prophetic word for you that you're going to walk into this week and you're going to go to some old grave. You're going to go to some old place in the filing cabinet where that thing's buried. You're going to go to some place where it's tear-stained. When you close it up and seal it up, you had tears on it. And you're going to pull it out and you say, wait a minute, it's not over until God says it's over. And my God says it's not over. With exceeding greatness, uh, He's going to show Himself strong, show Himself powerful, show Himself, showing off Himself. Hallelujah. And I'm I'm going to speak to it. I'm going to talk to it. I'm going to talk to it. Huh? Because, and the reason why is because God gives life to dead things. This anointing that's my inheritance in me. First thing he says is it gives life to dead things. Hallelujah. You got to command those dead things to live. Live. Wake up. Wake up, old dream. Hope again, believe again, plan again, shout again, praise again, worship again. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to shake your finger in the air and say, devil, this thing's not over.
devil, this is far from over. Hallelujah. Just like Jesus said, she's not dead, she's just asleep. This thing on the inside of me is not dead. Maybe been sleeping for a while, but I'm going to wake it up. I'm going to wake it up. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There in verse 19, he says, this greatness of his power, exceeding greatness, is towards us who believe. You got to believe. If you don't believe, you won't see. I pray your faith has been challenged this morning to believe God to believe in the inheritance that you have in Christ and Christ in you. You have the anointing on the inside of you. Then he goes on to say, this anointing is seated with him in the right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but every age that is to come. Hallelujah. I mean, he's above them all and he will put all things under his feet. The anointing puts all things under his feet and he gave him to be head over all things to the church. The anointed one says, I want you, church, to be my body. I want you to be the demonstration of what I showed for to you, what I let you witness of my 33 years. I want you to walk in it. I want you to talk in it. I want you to show the devil uh, 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 who I am and who you are. The church he gives it to, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. We are to fulfill the plan of God. That's his predestined plan, that you and I be the body of Christ, the body of the anointing, the anointing, the anointing in us, flowing through us to reach those around us. Oh, my goodness. It's not just for you. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You're, you're pretty selfish if you're going to... If you're gonna, uh, dam off or, or enclose the river all for yourself. He says, oh no, you got a dead sea now. It, it, something's got to flow in, but something's got to flow out. The Jordan River is living, it's living because there's things flowing in from Sea of Galilee and it's flowing out into the Dead Sea. But the Dead Sea is dead because nothing's flowing out of it. Oh my goodness. This anointing in us. It's not just for us. It's for those around us. But we got to be mature so that we can step into our full inheritance to let this anointing begin to bring life to dead things in us first and then around us. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your inheritance is living life from the inside out. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you right now in you right now to heal, to deliver, to wash your sins away, to renew, to restore in you right now. It's your inheritance. It's your inheritance. It's your inheritance. It's God's predestined will. This is how God wants it. But you have to mature to begin to tap into it and use it. For his glory. Amen.